from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I can already tell I'm not going to have enough time to really get into the Willie Taggart conversation. So we'll wait till after Ask Steve's. All righty. Good to see you, Herm Edwards. You can tank the Arizona State football program and boom, right back on ESPN, by the Is way. Is it good, though? You're not a fan? I'm not a fan. The hot taker, grumpy old man. It's, Is he grumpy? Is he grumpy now? He's no longer bright sunshine like, this is what I want in a quarterback. Now he's just like grumpy Arizona State broke him, that whole experience. <laughs> I think so. It's a good call. But yeah, him and Stephen A. were on the show. They shared the set on first take for like seven straight hours. And they just went back and forth. And I'm like, ah, welcome back, brother. <laughs> welcome back, brother. Uh, Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. We were there last Monday, broadcasting live. I was there Friday to watch the U.S. and England. I uh, brought my wife. Jeanette came through. We hung out. Had some menu items off that delicious full food menu. Had a couple of the craft beers brewed on site there at Stormhouse Brewing. And watch the U.S. Let's be honest. The U.S. plays significantly better than England. Watch the U.S. be the better team against England, a World Cup favorite. So, again, that's where you should be watching international soccer, this tournament at Stormhouse Brewing, because there's not a bad seat in the house. Not a single bad seat in the house. Stone knows he was there. He saw it. The full food menu at a craft brewery, which is insane in and of itself. That just doesn't happen. But it does there at Crystal Cove Commons, North Palm Beach, Stormhouse Brewing. You've got all the TVs all over the place. You'll watch it. You won't miss anything. You'll hear it. You'll be drinking. You'll be eating. This is where you need to go. Stormhouse Brewing. There's always stuff going on at Stormhouse Brewing. They're an official Palm Beach County Gator Watch Club location. Sorry, Gators fans, what happened on Friday. (laughs) But it was jam-packed there at Stormhouse Brewing. Because, again, it's the best place to watch sports, period, in Palm Beach County. North Palm Beach. U.S. one half mile south of PGA Boulevard. That's Stormhouse Brewing. Check them out online, stormhousebrewing.com. That's Stormhouse Brewing. And may I suggest the Drunken Muscles. The Drunken Muscles at Stormhouse Brewing. Just saying, they're really good. Stormhouse Brewing, stormhousebrewing.com. That's Stormhouse Brewing. We're going to get Steve Politzina ready to go. Ask Steve's Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He is the president of our parent company, Good Karma Brands, and he exposes his big brain to us, and he takes all of your questions. He knows uh, everything about everything. He's a business savant. He is a family man as well. He is a youth coach. He does so much in the community, and he is truly an icon, and he joins us every week to teach us, to guide us, to make us better in this world. Um, real quick, uh, I, we, we need to make sure that we congratulate him as well, too, on his, his coach, Matt Rule, getting a job. Wow. Yeah, because Matt Rule, if you recall, Steve Politziner, when Matt Rule was fired from the Carolina Panthers, jumped on this show, and he expressed disdain, horror. He was aghast at the mere prospect that the Carolina Panthers would somehow, some way, think that Matt Rule should no longer be their coach. He could not believe the Carolina Panthers fired Matt Rule. In fact, he went on to say 
that he believed that Matt Rule would get another NFL coaching job, right? I'm not making that up, right, Stone? He no, said He said absolutely he not. thought Matt Rule would get another NFL coaching job. Do you <laughs> think he'll get another NFL coaching job? Absolutely not. It wasn't even on the board. Now ask me. Do you think he was going to get an NFL coaching job? Hell no. <laughs> but Matt Rule does have another job, and we're going to celebrate with Steve. It is time for Ask Steve's. Steve Paulette Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. I got to say, it brings me great warmth in me corazón. As my wife would say, my heart for all of you English speakers in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, to be able to pass along the news to Steve Politiner, the number one Matt Rule fan in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, that Matt Rule is the new head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Steve, congratulations Woo! on your man getting back in the game. That's right. I'm a Husker now. Let's go. <laughs> um, I, uh, I saw, obviously, I've been on the beach, so... I watched his interview on College Game Day on Saturday, and he, he, he was so good. He not only talks about getting players ready for the NFL, his new line is, you know, lots of, lots of guys can get guys ready for the NFL, but I get guys ready for second contracts in the NFL, and that's going to be the difference. I mean, he's so many steps ahead. And by the way, isn't he? He keeps getting paid all this money. I, I, yeah, he's, but he's Steve, getting, he's going to get a chunk of his Carolina money. Yeah, he'll have to give some. Obviously, won't get all of it. And now we got getting his Nebraska money. No, he's Brilliant. he's right though. He does give second contracts to washed up quarterbacks who he desperately needs to sign <laughs> in the off season, like uh, like Darnold and Baker Mayfield. You're right. That's the second contracts that he's he talking about. He wasn't the GM. He wasn't the GM. <laughs> he wasn't his pick. Oh, by the way, if you really look at Matt Rule's career, and we will, I mean, it's amazing how much Matt Rule we talk. Um, (laughs) If you look at Matt Rule's career, everywhere he's gone, Temple, Baylor, it's the third year where Matt Rule breaks out. The third year. Typically, his teams are under 500, 500 the first two years, and it's the third year. We'll never know because he never got that third year. We'll We'll never know. We'll never know. I am super thankful that Nebraska went and got Matt Rule because if FAU with its coaching vacancy went and hired Matt Rule, I would have to do a whole lot of cleansing on my Twitter timeline. So I'm thankful that Matt Rule has gone to Nebraska and not Florida Atlantic. Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. It's Ask Steve's as we do every week. And I, I, I'm very rude, by the way. How was your Thanksgiving with family? And did you did you uh, drop the Anthony Rizzo, John Rizzo tidbit of information on your family at Thanksgiving dinner? I, 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 I tried it out, actually, with somebody before the Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. I tried it out um, <laughs> the, uh, prior to Thanksgiving with a group I was with on Wednesday and got complete crickets, <laughs> so I decided to pocket it for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably yeah. a good call. It didn't go... Did did you use it? Oh no, no, because they've already heard it. They already know. And then it, it's right. like it's like, oh, Papa, you told us that the last four years. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow, it's amazing you they listen to you. Uh, I know it's that, it, it that is stunning. Years. It is stunning. But where, uh, where are you? I, I haven't been able to listen to the whole show. Where are you? Where are you on the Taggart firing? 
Uh, so we haven't covered it yet, but we can we can get into it. So obviously, uh, it was a disappointing last couple of years not being bowl eligible at Florida Atlantic and FAU the last two years having home games in the final week of the season to clinch bowl eligibility and being unable to do it. First against Middle Tennessee State in this past weekend, losing in overtime to Western Kentucky. Um, I, I will say this, because I see, Steve, Florida State fans especially still preoccupied with Coach Taggart and wanting to dance on the coaching grave of Willie Taggart. And I think that's weirdo behavior. I don't quite understand that. How is it possible on a week where you beat Florida, you have had a 9-3 and regular season, that you are still worried about what Willie Taggart is doing and you're going to celebrate a, a career bump in the road for him. Uh, get out of here. That is dastardly behavior. I have nothing but respect for Willie Taggart. I do appreciate him carrying FAU through a tough spot in that COVID year. And don't forget, Steve, he didn't even get to meet with the team in full until July of that year for the first time because everything got shut down. So he had a difficult spot right from the onset. I feel very badly for him because I have great respect for him. I'll always have his back. From a football standpoint, it's clear the results on the field weren't there uh, compared to what we had seen when Lane Kiffin was there. And so now it's a time for a new era and a new conference. And I think it's probably wise to go clean slate in that spot. So, uh, Ken, if he wins the game and they're bowl eligible, this is what I never understand on these guys that get fired with five wins. Is he back and, like, everything's fine? One win makes the difference? Uh, like, like, what do you think? Was he? Yeah. Everything you say makes sense. Going into a new conference and ushering through the era and fresh start. I don't, I don't disagree at all. Um, but if he's if he's today, if they win and they're bowl eligible, and you're waiting in uh, for next Sunday. What bowler? What bowl are the Owls going to be in? Willie Taggart's leading us there. Like that. That's that's the difference. So I and I I, I want to really really staunchly declare I do not know anything about anything with this. But based on how things went down with Charlie Partridge when he was let go after the 2016 season, I have to believe that this was a decision that was made prior to this Saturday. It was this only past Saturday. The, the announcement came hours after the game. Right. I, I just, I get the sense because... No, they, I, I understand that. So if they win the game, is the announcement still made? Do they have an interim coach leading them to, at, to a bowl? Which is not unheard of. No, no. Not, not, that I don't know. I just, I, I do not know. Um, there was a good possibility that FAU was going to go to the Bahamas Bowl. That's December 16th, and so... Maybe it would have happened after that, and uh, that still gives you plenty of time. You're still very early on in the offseason there. I don't know, but I do get the sense that this decision, again, I don't know anything about anything, but I get the sense that this decision was made before this weekend. This was not a reaction to what happened on, on Saturday. But you're right. It would have created quite an interesting, if not uncomfortable, awkward situation after the fact. But, um, I, I mean, it, I don't think anybody can, can really argue with it right now. Yep. Uh, so it's it's tough. And again, he's a really good guy. And Florida State fans who celebrate him losing his job are complete and utter weirdos. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Steve Pollard Senior. 
Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. I am thankful for speaking of that, Steve. Uh, we've, been, we've been discussing, because you know you get to the Thanksgiving table and you've got to do the, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for this feast. All of that stuff. <laughs> um, it's not really acceptable. It's frowned upon to start dropping all these things you're thankful for from a sports standpoint. So that's what we're doing today. Now that we're coming off of Thanksgiving weekend with sports, we can, without the confines of the dinner table, actually give our sports thanks. And so mine is a Palm Beach County product, someone you know, Jacoby Brissett, who I thought is nothing but professional in Cleveland, in a horrible situation with a deadbeat franchise, with a deadbeat coming in to take his job after week 11, going into this coming weekend against Houston, and he did it with sparkling grace, and it pays off with a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. What do you think about Jacoby Brissett being my, who I'm thankful for sports-wise after this weekend? How can you not feel good for that guy? Couldn't agree more, and obviously the hometown bias, but just to see him after, did you hear him what he said, like kind of apologizing for uttering the yeah. phrase with a curse in it? Yeah. But that felt great. I mean, he's got, <clears throat> you're right, he is in a pretty unwinnable position. And one thing I, I think you learned about Jacoby Brissett, I think he will continue to have a very long career. He is non threatening uh, as far as like going to put too much make it too uncomfortable for your starter, but he's an incredibly reliable backup and a capable, you know, starter. And, and, and not only the win, the moxie, they were losing. It was fourth and 10. It was the last play of the game. And the last, this guy knew, even if he made the most miraculous play, he's going to the bench next week. He's auditioning for another team. And he did it. Uh, I thought it was, I agree. I thought that was one of the real feel good stories of the sports holiday weekend. Uh, let's get to some questions from uh, from fans here, and this one comes from Jupiter Island. This is Billy in Jupiter Island. Steve, how many dates should you go on with a woman before she should at least fake that she's going to pay for dinner? Thanks, Billy. Wow. Woo. In today's world, you know, yeah. you have so many ways you can go with that um, question, but I still think there is a degree of chivalry, a degree of like old school, like where it's not un- inappropriate, mm-hmm. you know, for, to me, the person that should pay is the person that initiate that, that like more, more often than I think the guy, the guy, if we're talking about a guy, girl situation, here's what, what you're talking yeah. about. The yeah. male, female, yeah. the male may say, Hey, let's, let's go to dinner. But the, the one caveat, the one, the one instance may be if the woman is routinely the initiator and like setting up the date, you know, saying like, let's like, let's do this. And yeah, I don't think it would be a bad idea. Maybe if they offer, you know, to contribute, but I don't think in, in like the world we're in today, it's a, it's a must. I still think there's um, that, that chivalry, um, that respect. Um, but, but Hey, look also, it also used to be because the man had the job or the man made more money. That isn't necessarily the case anymore. Definitely not um, my case. And that might be, that might be another instance where, you know, like maybe there goes some a little, we're a little nicer because, um, you know, the woman has, uh, you know, the bank account to, you know, to be able to cover it. Yeah. So I, I do think it's very circumstantial, but I don't think it's a, the woman has to on the third date or she's taking advantage. I, I don't see it that way. See, I, I am like you. I take the chivalry approach. I do think that the, the man in a male-female dating um, situation should always pay for the meal. But I 
I feel good. This is me. If at least occasionally the woman is like, oh, let me cover it this time. And then I'll say, no, 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 no. I'll take care of it. At least act, um, ladies. Ladies, at least act like you want to try to pay for the meal. It, it, it makes me, and I think it makes us, feel better. I'll put my name hmm. on it. Hmm. So you go to, you're saying if you go to dinner with your wife or you're talking about friends? No, wife. This is who you have a dating relationship hey, with. Don't you have a bank account that's shared? Who can, what, is, what is it? Who pulls out the credit card? Isn't it all coming from the same place? We Actually, we do not have a shared bank account. Oh, well, then you're in the weird 1%. Well, I know, but it's because my wife is so much better at me than everything. There, she's already anticipated. There's no way she's staying with me past 2032. Wait, so this is so a wise wife, move for her. So you don't have access <laughs> to your wife's funds. You, you, you basically no. are roommates. You're roommates. Yeah, it, when it comes to the mortgage, things like that, she'll, uh, she has access to, uh, to my account. She'll take half, whatever. We have a big purchase. We'll do half and half. But, uh, it, yeah, we don't, we don't uh, typically, outside of that, dive into each other's bank accounts. I, I think that's where, you know, that would be the, most, the real interesting thing if you polled people. What, like, how many people have separate accounts? I don't mean, hey, you may have multiple accounts. I'm saying right. separate, like... Like, I'm not allowed to touch her. She's not allowed to touch mine. Oh, no, she's always allowed you to go touch to mine. Dinner. I mean, account. all you're doing is constantly setting up <laughs> nah, a battle. Yeah. When you go to dinner, when you buy this, when you're there, right? Don't you think every time you're out, you work quickly at Walgreens. Oh, I'll get it. Mm, okay, I got the last four. Yeah. I mean, you're never, this is never ending. Someone like you with the anger that's invested in you? Oh, this is, this, this is a <laughs> no, bad formula. It's, it's worked to this point. And again, her money's her money. My money's my money, and then when it comes to a big purchase, a big home purchase, or a big family purchase, you let her touch it. We're gonna go, and then she can touch it. She can dive in, and then she—it's uh, it's halves and halves, and it, it, half and half, and we're good. I, I. But when you order, you order dinner. Yeah. All right, and it's being delivered, or you're driving through somewhere with the girls, or you're going. Right. Usually, who, I like, always take. Who? I like and to take. That. Why? Why? Because I'm the man. It's it's the least I can do. <laughs> the least i can do as the male authority figure and, in the family and, and then when you and then it, given you're saying that she does so much better than you then <laughs> do you go to her for a loan <laughs> then I'm, hey, could you spare me 20 bucks uh hey <laughs> i'm paying for this can you loan me 20 yeah. then uh, i don't have enough money for gas could you, uh, I, could got, you? <laughs> I got this don't worry kids i got this mom can you loan uh, me 20 bucks? hey you got your mom, costco card uh, yeah, yeah. God, you must be the amount of Venmoing to each other and PayPaling must be <laughs> rampant. Hey, yeah, yeah, no. In your house. Hey, just, just think about this time of year too. Boy, it is. Uh, those bank accounts are busy. Um, but uh, but See, what but, you needed to do is consult with me or most of humanity prior to <laughs> you know getting married to just you know kind of lay lay the groundwork. But you know you're done, man. Yeah. You're done. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> that uh, that conferring with you before I got married ship has sailed, and so uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure it out as uh, as I go. Now you know what hasn't sailed yet, and we are on our way towards it. Is the Capital One Orange Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium? And Steve, may you enlighten us on the Capital One Orange Bowl? Yeah, I mean you know we. we said it, the bowls are around the corner with everything that happened on Saturday with, you know, some upsets, of course, Michigan, who knows how everything is going to, you know, who knows how everything is going to land. I mean, you have, we have no, no clue. Maybe we have Ohio state in the orange bowl. Yeah. Like who, who the heck knows? 
but I know we know that it'll be legendary because it always is. And it's Friday, December 30th at Hard Rock Stadium. No matter what, it'll be two of the top teams in the nation in what's always a phenomenal matchup. Get your tickets today at Orange Bowl. Org. I'm, I'm excited for, for bowl season. Yeah, me too, because it's totally wildly uh, unpredictable, and this would be the year that you want the 12-team playoff because we have no idea who actually is the most dominant team or even who the yes. two or three most dominant teams can, are. Ken, can, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So I saw you were at the Dolphins game yesterday. Yeah, at the Dolphins game yesterday, yeah, yeah. you know, with your family, great, great pictures and, uh, you know, nice result. Yeah. Um, do you... In the back of your head, let's say you know it's it's like you're sitting at the seat at the seat, mm-hmm. and someone's like, oh, "I'm hungry." Do you, in the back of your head, like I'm kind of hungry, but I'm not going to go up because then I'm going to have to pay for this round. I will let my wife go up and pay for oh, this no, round, that would... and she can get the kids food, and then I'll go like in 20 minutes, be like, "Oh, I'm going to go to the restroom," and then just go get myself something, so I'm not on the hook. No, no way. Food. no way. No way. I, I, I honestly never even hesitate with that. Like, I, I, I truly don't wait for my wife to volunteer it. No way. Like, that, that's just never, it's never crossed my mind. It hasn't. Like, I, I'm not a scumbag about it. Because I could be like, oh, uh, uh, sweetheart, I just, I don't have the, I'm getting a little low on cash, but I never do that. Like, yesterday, <laughs> I proudly, I wear this as a badge of honor, Steve, bought a steak Well, she knows set. you're not. I'm guessing she, wear, she, she manages the books. Right? Oh, Who yeah, for sure. Right? You, <laughs> yeah. You think I would do that? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. And balancing a checkbook could be like a 20-episode YouTube you know, uh, oh, yeah. breakout hit. I mean, I'm lucky I got a B in basic accounting like junior year of high school, and then the checkbook situation comes, and I'd be an absolute mess. Now, my wife did text in. Um, keep in mind, I handle all the groceries, and that's what we eat about 80% of the time. So that's true, oh. too. Since she handles oh. that, then I absolutely should be on the hook for all of the other ancillary purchases, and I'm totally fine with that as, again, okay. the man in the relationship. <laughs> What's think, up, baby? I Love you. Much higher, I think much higher... <laughs> I think much higher of you knowing now knowing you don't you don't shirk out on your responsibility <laughs> right. to like not buy your kids pretzel. That's right. At, at, the, at the Dolphins. That's right. You want some popcorn? <laughs> Daddy's got it. Dippin' dots. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Little dippin' dots. Come on, baby. It's on Papa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Hey, every every relationship has its own dynamic. Yours seems to work beautifully. So kudos to you. Steve, that was very sweet. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk next week again. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Steve Politziner. Ask Steve's the Palm Beach County Hall of Famer and the knower of all things. Steve Politziner here on Ken Levicka Live. When we return, we are going to talk a little bit about Willie Taggart. And again, just want to talk through this because there is a, a Stone, I think you would agree, the FAU job in college football now going to the American is certainly an attractive job in the grand scheme of things. And if if the USF job is considered attractive, then sure as hell, the FAU job is attractive in Boca Raton. There ain't no doubt about that. Come yep. ball in paradise, baby. So we'll talk about Willie Tagger. We'll talk about what led to him being dismissed, and we'll talk about what's next for Florida Atlantic. Plus, we're going to have our dog crap Monday. we got a lot to do, so let's get to a break, shall we? He's still in the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone sent me the photo of his psychopath brother. 
who on Thursday decided he was going to run a marathon. Not a half marathon, not a turkey trot, (laughs) but a marathon. On Sunday, he decided four days prior. And he doesn't run. Nope. Doesn't train. He's a firefighter, so he's all jacked up. But other than that, nothing. And he ran this marathon and finished it in just over four hours. Four hours, five minutes. Yes. And there's a photo of him at like mile 13. Yep. And he's just mugging for the camera, looking all happy. I got to say, I haven't met your brother. I respect the hell out of this. (laughs) I respect the hell out of what he did. And he's a true, true insane person. Yes. But also, deep down, with him making it look as easy and do it as easily as he did, I also low-key hate him. (laughs) Like, I'm low-key, actually high-key upset. (laughs) That's a good use of those words. Never heard you drop the low-key high-key, but you are. Yeah. He's just a psychopath, though. You're okay. You're okay. He decided while we were eating Thanksgiving dinner, right, probably putting... Uh, 2,000 calories in our yeah. bodies. Uh, should I run it, guys? That's like he how us. he was going to work it off. Yeah, by going yeah. to run a marathon three yes. days later. With no marathon training at all. Absolutely Takes me not. three months to run a 357 marathon. Took him three days to just uh, get off the couch. <sighs> I am so insecure. He's a, he's a Valpo grad with you. so you guys. Is he really? Yeah, so you guys definitely. All right, there's no low-key hate there. Right, for sure. Go Crusaders. Not anymore. They're not the Crusaders anymore. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, the Crusader got taken away because of the um, religious imagery. It was beginning to when, get when, a bit, why, a how bit late am I? offensive to some. How late am I? Uh, two years. <laughs> oh, well, what They're are the Beacons now. The Valpo Beacons. Get out of here. Nope. The Valparaiso Beacons the Valpo of beacons. Light. Yep. Go Beaks. Go Beaks. <laughs> Go Cons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, underdog fantasy underdogfantasy.com I'm looking right now with the underdog fantasy app by the way that deposit or that bank account I should say on underdog fantasy still up over $200 okay don't worry babies Papa's got presents this year <laughs> Steve wonders where I get that money I get an underdog fantasy you're damn right yep. uh, the the feature game Monday night hoops tonight $5 entry Chance to win $4,500 first prize. And so I'm going to go through and I'm going to take eight different players who play tonight in the NBA. They got the scoring system right there laid out for me on Underdog Fantasy. And if I win first place, $4,500. Bam, right there. Second place, $2,000. Third place, $1,500. You know how long the draft is going to take me for Monday Night Hoops tonight on Underdog Fantasy? (laughs) Two minutes. Maybe less. Maybe less. If you just plug in, bam. Exactly. Plug and play. That's what I like to do on Underdog Fantasy, and I'm going to do a little pick em. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, and use the promo code West Palm. Double that deposit up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy and underdogfantasy.com. All right, I do want to dig in real quick here to Willie Tagger because it is uh, a, a major local story, and FAU is going to be an extremely attractive college football group of five job going into next year when FAU takes UCF spot in the American Athletic Conference. But uh, Willie Tagger got fired on Saturday after the Owls lost to Western Kentucky 32-31 in overtime, and that kept FAU out of a bowl game, kept them from becoming bowl eligible. Second straight year that the Owls, with a home game, final weekend of the season, with a win, would go to a bowl 
and they fall short. They lost to Middle Tennessee State last year at home, and they lost to Western Kentucky this year at home. And about two hours after the game, the university announced a leadership change, and that was it for Willie Taggart. So three years for Willie Taggart uh, coming off of uh, what happened at Florida State. And I think it's pretty, and I don't think that I'm, I'm speaking out of turn here from an FAU standpoint. I mean, it's clear they made the move, but the on-field results were just not there and there was too much talent and I think Stone you can speak to this as someone who follows the college game a lot and follows FAU too much talent on all of these FAU teams including Nikosi Perry the former Miami quarterback as FAU's quarterback for them to finish with five wins every year of Willie Taggart's tenure Yeah, and they've always been good and I know you deferred to me but you can attest to this they're good at bringing in transfers like guys who are plug and play and guys whether they're from junior college or you know bigger programs that are like wow okay now we got a guy who's filled this role and they've performed but overall hasn't really translated into results the first one that comes to my mind is a guy like Jaquan Burton you know one of the explosive receivers they have like Willie was good at, at at snagging those guys who are explosive, who have that And you talent. played with him at Southern Illinois. I did. So that's and, how you know him. And who can completely flip the script on a game, but the results just for some reason aren't there. So I want to be clear about this. As I relayed with Steve, I don't know the machinations of how everything took place and what discussions were bouncing around the athletic department between A.D. Brian White Um, the interim president of the university, the board of trustees. I just don't know that. I don't know when the decision was ultimately made to to terminate Willie Taggart. Um, I just, I go back to when Charlie Partridge was let go. Now the associate head coach at Pitt, uh, he had a pretty good weekend down at Hard Rock Stadium. When When he was relieved of his duties in 2016 as FAU head coach, Florida Atlantic had made the decision at least a month prior, that that was going to be it for Charlie Partridge. That was a premeditated decision, and that was going to be made regardless. Um, When it comes to Willie Taggart, I just don't know. It would have been really awkward if FAU wins that game over Western Kentucky, goes to a bowl game, and then Coach Taggart still loses his job. But I wonder if FAU was willing to make that move because winning Saturday would have simply, and playing in a bowl game would have masked a lot of the same problems that FAU had the previous two years, which is can't win on the road, can't win close games, can't er, barely getting bowl eligible or can't get bowl eligible. Like, I, I don't know how Saturday, if Saturday was the determining factor or if the determining factor had already happened. I don't know that. I don't know that for certain. Um, I do know that the university expects more on the field and going to a new conference. I'm not overly surprised that a move was made for FAU to enter the American with a new head coach. Now, as far as what FAU is looking for, I have to think that it's probably an offensive mind. Uh, You have to keep in mind that Brian White, the AD, has connections everywhere. His brother is the athletic director at Tennessee. And so maybe there's something there. Dusty May, who is the FAU basketball coach, Brian White hired him uh, off of his brother Mike White's coaching staff at Florida. Mike White, now the head coach at Georgia. I've heard a name, Alex Golish, 
thrown around, who's the offensive coordinator at Tennessee under Josh Heupel. And again, Brian White's brother, the FAU AD, is the AD at Tennessee who brought in um, Josh Heupel and then brought in Alex Golish as the OC. So maybe that's a path they go. Um, I just, I, I don't know what path they're going to know go, but I do know this. I've seen some weird dancing on the Willie Taggart coaching grave of Florida State fans on social media, and I don't quite understand that. Like Knowles fans, I get that you think Willie Taggart failed. I understand you think Willie Taggart failed. That was not a good run in Tallahassee. He was left with abject trash that I don't think the university was very forthright with him about when he took the FSU job. But you can dislike Willie. That's fine. He didn't do the job in Tallahassee. He'll be the first one to admit he didn't do the job at Florida State. But then he gets fired at, uh, at Florida Atlantic, and you're going to celebrate on the same weekend that you with a new head coach who you adore, who has done a good job, and you beat Florida, and you sweep your in-state rivals for the first time since 2015. You're worried about what Willie Taggart's doing? You're worried about him losing his job at Florida Atlantic? Like, what is that? What, what is that? I don't, I don't quite understand that. It's very petty, it's a- and it's very unbecoming. I think it's a case of <laughs> recency bias, right? So you've been tweeting. It's been a good weekend for you, right? You're getting a lot of interactions on your tweet. feel like your voice matters. Well, you're like, all right, let me just touch on this Willie Taggart topic here that we got at hand because I got some thoughts. So everybody's riding high if you're a fan right now. You don't have to hide. You can do things in broad daylight. So you throw in a few jabs. You tweet some memes. You do it for the old... No, for the old Twitter. I, I, it's I, like putting it, it out there so then other Knowles fans can be like, oh, Willie sucks. Oh, right. Willie sucks. And, and here's, here's the thing for me. And this is, is going to come off as elitist, and I apologize for that. But I, me, have had the opportunity over the last three years to get to know Willie from a very personal standpoint. I don't know him as just Willie Taggart, football coach. Willie Taggart, former Florida State head man. Willie Taggart, former USF boss or former Oregon head coach. I know them as Willie Taggart, the man. And Willie Taggart, the man, is an unbelievably, demonstratively good person. I mean... An impeccably phenomenal person, okay? Has he, like, everybody screwed up at times? For sure. But when you have when you have a school like Auburn looking like it's all in right now on Hugh Freeze, okay? And you want to talk about integrity and you want to talk about what's best for a program, I sure. promise you, Willie Taggart the man is ten times the man Hugh Freeze is. Okay, and Hugh Freeze, and Hugh got- Freeze Hugh Fre- Willie Taggart doesn't hide behind. Oh, but I go to church and I found God and all those things like Hugh Freeze does. And Hugh Freeze got the doors blown off of him by New Mexico State this past farewell weekend Liberty. as well. Farewell, farewell. Liberty, farewell mm-hmm. Liberty, blown out by New Mexico State. FIU beat New Mexico State. <laughs> so I just I will always have Willie Taggart's back because he is a decent person. He is a good decent person. I don't know what's next for him. I don't know if he'll be a head coach again. I have no idea. I do know that I am wildly disappointed and saddened that it didn't work out for him at Florida Atlantic. It probably had to be done. And Brian White did the job. Said, hey, Willie, sorry, but we need to move in another direction. And I stand behind that because it wasn't good enough on the field. It was not good enough on the field, and FAU standard is higher than that. But what I don't get 
is the under-the-radar social media celebration over Willie's termination at FAU by Florida State fans. Don't you have anything better to worry about? Like, I don't know, beating Anthony Richardson, beating Billy Napier, beating Florida. I don't know. That's just me. John's in Tallahassee. John's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, John. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Doing all right. Good. Hey, I just want to touch on something. I, I, I agree with you about Willie Taggart being a, a great man. He truly, truly is a great – I've met him several times. He, he, he represented the university well outside of coaching. But when it came to coaching, he wasn't coaching players and he wasn't coaching the coaches. And I also referee, and, and, and we did a, you know, a few of the practices mm-hmm. and stuff. The practices were not run good at all. I mean, it was just really players running around, dancing to music, and, and him hawing. And, and he wanted to be more of a friend instead of a coach. And there's a fine line. And I, I definitely agree with you. Not all Tallahassee people are on Willie Taggart like you're saying. Unfortunately, the social media has it going that way. But, uh, you know, when, when you're paying somebody $17 million on a buyout, yeah, it, it is a little bit harsh. But reality is reality. He's taken the job twice now, failed twice. People are going to get on him, and that's just part of, of being a head coach. I mean, look at Ryan Day right now. He's, he's getting it as well, and he's only lost two at home. So, you know, that's just part of the job. But, but I would never get on to Willie and his family at all because I, I agree with you. He is a great, great human being. But outside of coaching, he's a great OC coordinator. But you know how people are. Some people can go from a coordinator to a head coach, and some people can't, and that includes the pros. You know, you look at Spurrier and some of these other guys, Chip Kelly and some of these other guys, that it didn't, they didn't work out over there. And unfortunately, I think this is the same thing with Willie Tiger. But I do agree with you. Not all Seminole fans are on that social media on Willie Tiger. No, 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 no. I, I did want to make They're that not. Clear. No, 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 no. And, and you're right. And I'm not trying to, to, to paint it with a, a massively broad brush, but it is something I absolutely noticed and appreciate the call, John. But for all of the – oh, not coached well. Not coached well. I mean, seemed to coach well at Western Kentucky. Seemed to coach well at USF. Uh, went to Oregon and used that season to catapult himself to Florida State. So something was going right at some point. Now, now, God, this is tough because we wanted to get in the conversation about what Brian Flores, you know, ended up doing to Tua's career. We see what Urban Meyer ended up doing to Trevor Lawrence's career and how Doug Peterson's changing that around. Well, you look at how much success Willie had at Oregon. You look at how much success Mario Cristobal had at Oregon. You look at these quarterbacks, right? It's why I love mediocrity. I know it's funny me saying that, but it is why I love me because there's no such thing as mediocrity. Everybody can thrive. It just has to be the situation. It has to be the right timing. Yeah. It has to be with the right guys around you. Sometimes it just don't work out. Right. At Oregon, any Florida State fan would have invited this dude in with open arms like right. they did. Just didn't work out. Now you get to poke Timing fun. matters. What you inherit matters. Oh, my goodness. And there was no way that after, after Willie Taggart, Mike Norvell wasn't going to get all the time in the world. And he's maximized it. But if year three had gone poorly, too, for Mike Norvell, there's exactly. no doubt there would be a year four. No, 
they exactly now we're now we're putting our arms around Mike Norvell. You've been right. so awesome and so patient. You've done a good job. No, if you got if you guys lost to Miami, if you guys lost to Florida and lost one of these other games in the ACC, you guys yeah. Mike Norvell would not be there. Like, I promise you, if Jimbo Fisher left after Florida State won the national championship and Willie Taggart came in, there'd be no discussion about how the practices were run. Boom, <laughs> boom. Timing absolutely matters. They would have wrong place, wrong time. They would have used all this music and dancing in his favor. That's what he does yeah. good. That's why he's a good players coach. And but, similarly, he followed up Lane Kiffin at FAU. And yeah. it could be another situation of wrong place, wrong time for, for Willie Taggart. So again, I have nothing but respect for the man. And from an FAU standpoint, and I call all the games and have done so for 15 years at FAU, I, I wish him and his family well. He was nothing but an abject professional who respected everyone in and around that university with the utmost, utmost respect, the best of behavior to everybody. So, Coach Taggart, thank you, and you will be missed at FAU. Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. You don't have to be in pain. You don't have to have ouchies. You have Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, and they have a team of skilled orthopedic and sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle Joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. I have offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Did I sound like I was piling on all Florida State fans with the Taggart criticism? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, like, it, And it's not hard to recognize that it's not you because you're not the one doing it on Twitter. No. No. Right. No, I, it's a... It's a minority, but a very vocal one that loves to come out when things go badly with Willie. Like, get over it. Get over it. Your team's really good now, and you have a really good quarterback now, and you have a coach who appears to get it. I even, to start the show, had to eat a whole bunch of bleep because I spent the entire offseason just trashing the guy. (laughs) He's boring. He obviously can't do the job. The the funniest part was Theo at Media Day said, hey, man, the vibes with the Florida State guys. And I laughed. They were high. Yeah, you did. You said, don't ever bring me that crap again. Meanwhile, and this is why we need a three-hour show. We're going to have to shelve it till tomorrow. Meanwhile, ACC Media Days might have been the highlight of the year for Mario (laughs) Cristobal. That might have been the highlight of the year for the Canes when, in true Canes fashion, the hype was there. Because once the season started, that hype went down like the Hindenburg. I mean, catastrophic. Yeah, we... Corpses, uh, charred corpses laying everywhere. We, we met this morning, and we both agreed. I mean, it's been unwatchable the entire season. Season ticket holders for Canes fans, I want to extend I as someone to. who is not even connected <laughs> to the Canes program, I'd like to apologize on their behalf. You wasted your time and wasted your money this season with a team that quit in, like, week four. Yeah, let's go a step further. Think about the boosters. Think about the ones actually pulling out of their pockets to help this program and everything. Hey, I don't feel bad for them. They are the ones who put out the money to go get them. Sure, sure. 
Sure, we're not, we're not, we're not quite giving up, but we don't feel too good. I'm not saying that Mario's going to fail here, and he says <laughs> we're going to win championships here. But what I will say, those who stay will always trophies. This is a miserable start, an unprecedented miserable start for Mario <laughs> Cristobal. Oh. All right, tomorrow we're in uh, Delray at Duffy's Eastone. I'm Ken. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I can already tell I'm not going to have enough time to really get into the Willie Taggart conversation. So we'll wait till after Ask Steve's. All righty. Good to see you, Herm Edwards. He can tank the Arizona State football program and boom, right back on ESPN, by the Is way. Is it good, though? You're not a fan? I'm not a fan. The hot taker, grumpy old man. It's is he grumpy? Is he grumpy now? He's no longer bright sunshine like, this is what I want in a quarterback. Now he's just like grumpy Arizona State broke him that whole experience. <laughs> I think so. It's a good call. But yeah, him and Stephen A were on the show. They shared the set on first take for like seven straight hours. And they just went back and forth. And I'm like, ah, welcome back, brother. <laughs> welcome back, brother. Uh, Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. We were there last Monday, broadcasting live. I was there Friday to watch the U.S. and England. I uh, brought my wife. Jeanette came through. We hung out. Had some menu items off that delicious full food menu. Had a couple of the craft beers brewed on site there at Stormhouse Brewing. And watched the U.S. Let's be honest, the U.S. plays significantly better than England. Watch the U.S. beat the better team oh, yeah. against England, a World Cup favorite. So, again, that's where you should be watching international soccer, this tournament at Stormhouse Brewing, because there's not a bad seat in the house. Not a single bad seat in the house. Stone knows he was there. He saw it. The full food menu at a craft brewery, which is insane in and of itself. That just doesn't happen. But it does there at Crystal Cove Commons, North Palm Beach, Stormhouse Brewing. You've got all the TVs all over the place. You'll watch it. You won't miss anything. You'll hear it. You'll be drinking. You'll be eating. This is where you need to go. Stormhouse Brewing. There's always stuff going on at Stormhouse Brewing. They're an official Palm Beach County Gator Watch Club location. Sorry, Gators fans, what happened on Friday. (laughs) But it was jam-packed there at Stormhouse Brewing. Because, again, it's the best place to watch sports, period, in Palm Beach County. North Palm Beach. U.S. one half mile south of PGA Boulevard. That's Stormhouse Brewing. Check them out online, stormhousebrewing.com. That's Stormhouse Brewing. And may I suggest the drunken muscles. The drunken muscles at Stormhouse Brewing. Just saying, they're really good. Stormhouse Brewing, stormhousebrewing.com. That's Stormhouse Brewing. We're going to get Steve Politzina ready to go. Ask Steve's Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. He is the president of our parent company, Good Karma Brands, and he exposes his big brain to us, and he takes all of your questions. He knows uh, everything about everything. He's a business savant. He is a family man as well. He is a youth coach. He does so much in the community, and he is truly an icon, and he joins us every week to teach us, to guide us, to make us better in this world. Um, Real quick, uh, we, we need to make sure that we congratulate him as well, too, on his his coach, Matt Rule, getting a job. 
Wow. Yeah, because Matt Rule, if you recall, Steve Politziner, when Matt Rule was fired from the Carolina Panthers, jumped on this show, and he expressed disdain, horror. He was aghast at the mere prospect that the Carolina Panthers would somehow, some way, think that Matt Rule should no longer be their coach. He could not believe the Carolina Panthers fired Matt Rule. In fact, he went on to say that he believed that Matt Rule would get another NFL coaching job, right? I'm not making that up, right, Stone? He no, said He said absolutely he not. thought Matt Rule would get another NFL coaching job. Do you <laughs> think he'll get another NFL coaching job? Absolutely not. It wasn't even on the board. Now ask me. Do you think he was going to get an NFL coaching job? Hell no. <laughs> but Matt Rule does have another job, and we're going to celebrate with Steve. It is time for Ask Steve's. Steve Paulette Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. I got to say, it brings me great warmth in me corazón. As my wife would say, my heart for all of you English speakers in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, to be able to pass along the news to Steve Politiner, the number one Matt Rule fan in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, that Matt Rule is the new head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Steve, congratulations Woo! on your man getting back in the game. That's right. I'm a Husker now. Let's go. <laughs> um, I, uh, I saw, obviously, I've been on the beach, so... I watched his interview on College Game Day on Saturday, and he, he, he was so good. He not only talks about getting players ready for the NFL, his new line is, you know, lots of, lots of guys can get guys ready for the NFL, but I get guys ready for second contracts in the NFL, and that's going to be the difference. I mean, he's so many steps ahead. And by the way, isn't he? He keeps getting paid all this money. I, I, yeah, he's, but he's Steve, getting, he's going to get a chunk of his Carolina money. Yeah, he'll have to give some. Obviously, won't get all of it. And now we got getting his Nebraska money. No, he's Brilliant. he's right though. He does give second contracts to washed up quarterbacks who he desperately needs to sign <laughs> in the off season, like uh, like Darnold and Baker Mayfield. You're right. That's the second contracts that he's he talking about. He wasn't the GM. He wasn't the GM. <laughs> he wasn't his pick. Oh, I by the way, if you really look at Matt Rule's career, and we will, I mean, it's amazing how much Matt Rule we talk. Um, <laughs> if you look at Matt Rule's career, everywhere he's gone, Temple, Baylor, it's the third year where Matt Rule breaks out. The third year. Typically, his teams are under 500, 500 the first two years, and it's the third year. We'll never know because he never got that wow. full third year. We'll, I- never, we'll never know. We'll never know. I am super thankful that Nebraska went and got Matt Rule because if FAU with its coaching vacancy went and hired Matt Rule, I would have to do a whole lot of cleansing on my Twitter timeline. So I'm thankful that Matt Rule has gone to Nebraska and not Florida Atlantic. 
Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. It's Ask Steve's as we do every week. And uh, I, I'm very rude, by the way. How was your Thanksgiving with family? And did you did you uh, drop the Anthony Rizzo, John Rizzo tidbit of information on your family at Thanksgiving dinner? I, 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 I tried it out, actually, with somebody before the Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. I tried it out um, <laughs> the, uh, prior to Thanksgiving with a group I was with on Wednesday. And got complete crickets, <laughs> so I decided to pocket it for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably yeah. a good call. It didn't go. Did Did you use it? Oh no, no, because they've already heard it. They already know. And then it's right. like it's like, well, oh, Papa, you told us that the last four years. Oh, sorry. Wow, it's amazing you. They listen to you. I know uh, it's that, it, it is stunning. Years. It is stunning. But where, uh, where are you? I, I haven't been able to listen to the whole show. Where are you? Where are you on the Taggart firing? Uh, so we haven't covered it yet, but we can we can get into it. So obviously, uh, it was a disappointing last couple of years, not being bowl eligible at Florida Atlantic and FAU the last two years, having home games in the final week of the season to clinch bowl eligibility and being unable to do it first against Middle Tennessee State in this past weekend, losing in overtime to Western Kentucky. Um, I, I will say this, because I see, Steve, Florida State fans especially still – preoccupied with Coach Taggart and wanting to dance on the coaching grave of Willie Taggart. And I think that's weirdo behavior. I don't quite understand that. How is it possible on a week where you beat Florida, you have had a 9-3 and regular season, that you are still worried about what Willie Taggart is doing and you're going to celebrate a, a career bump in the road for him. Uh, get out of here. That is dastardly behavior. I have nothing but respect for Willie Taggart. I do appreciate him carrying FAU through a tough spot in that COVID year. And don't forget, Steve, he didn't even get to meet with the team in full until July of that year for the first time because everything got shut down. So he had a difficult spot right from the onset. I feel very badly for him because I have great respect for him. I'll always have his back. From a football standpoint, it's clear the results on the field weren't there uh, compared to what we had seen when Lane Kiffin was there. And so now it's a time for a new era and a new conference. And I think it's probably wise to go clean slate in that spot. So, uh, Ken, if he wins the game and they're bowl eligible, this is what I never understand on these guys that get fired with five wins. Is he back and, like, everything's fine? One win makes the difference? Uh, like, like, what do you think? Was he? Yeah. Everything you say makes sense. Going into a new conference and ushering through the era and fresh start. I don't, I don't disagree at all. Um, but if he's if he's today, if they win and they're bowl eligible, and you're waiting in uh, for next Sunday. What bowler? What bowl are the Owls going to be in? Willie Taggart's leading us there. Like that. That's that's the difference. So I and I I, I want to really really staunchly declare I do not know anything about anything with this. But based on how things went down with Charlie Partridge when he was let go after the 2016 season, I have to believe that this was a decision that was made prior to this Saturday. It was this only past Saturday. The, the announcement came hours after the game. Right. I, I just, I get the sense because... No, they, I, I understand that. So if they win the game, is the announcement still made? Do they have an interim coach leading them to, at, to a bowl? Which is not unheard of. No, no. Not, not, that I don't know. I just, I, I do not know. Um, there was a good possibility that FAU was going to go to the Bahamas Bowl. That's December 16th. And so 
maybe it would have happened after that, and uh, that still gives you plenty of time. You're still very early on in the offseason there. I don't know, but I do get the sense that this decision, again, I don't know anything about anything, but I get the sense that this decision was made before this weekend. This was not a reaction to what happened on, on Saturday. But you're right. It would have created quite an interesting, if not uncomfortable, awkward situation after the fact. But, um, I, I mean, I don't think anybody can, can really argue with it right now. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's tough. And, again, he's a really good guy, and Florida State fans who celebrate him losing his job are complete and utter weirdos. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Steve Pollard Sr., Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. I am thankful for speaking of that, Steve. Uh, we've, been, we've been discussing, because you know you get to the Thanksgiving table and you've got to do the, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for this feast. All of that stuff. <laughs> um, it's not really acceptable. It's frowned upon to start dropping all these things you're thankful for from a sports standpoint. So that's what we're doing today. Now that we're coming off of Thanksgiving weekend with sports, we can, without the confines of the dinner table, actually give our sports thanks. And so mine is a Palm Beach County product, someone you know, Jacoby Brissett, who I thought is nothing but professional in Cleveland, in a horrible situation with a deadbeat franchise, with a deadbeat coming in to take his job after week 11, going into this coming weekend against Houston, and he did it with sparkling grace, and it pays off with a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. What do you think about Jacoby Brissett being my, who I'm thankful for sports-wise after this weekend? How can you not feel good for that guy? Couldn't agree more, and obviously the hometown bias, but just to see him after, did you hear him what he said, like kind of apologizing for uttering the yeah. phrase with a curse in it? Yeah. But that felt great. I mean, he's got, <clears throat> you're right, he is in a pretty unwinnable position. And one thing I, I think you learned about Jacoby Brissett, I think he will continue to have a very long career. He is non threatening uh, as far as like going to put too much make it too uncomfortable for your starter, but he's an incredibly reliable backup and a capable, you know, starter. And, and, and not only the win, the moxie, they were losing. It was fourth and 10. It was the last play of the game. And the last, this guy knew, even if he made the most miraculous play, he's going to the bench next week. He's auditioning for another team. And he did it. Uh, I thought it was, I agree. I thought that was one of the real feel good stories of the sports holiday weekend. Uh, let's get to some questions from uh, from fans here, and this one comes from Jupiter Island. This is Billy in Jupiter Island. Steve, how many dates should you go on with a woman before she should at least fake that she's going to pay for dinner? Thanks, Billy. Wow. Woo. In today's world, you know, yeah. you have so many ways you can go with that um, question, but I still think there is a degree of chivalry, a degree of like old school, like where it's not un- inappropriate, mm-hmm. you know, for, to me, the person that should pay is the person that initiate that, that like more, more often than not, I think the guy, the guy, if we're talking about a guy girl situation, here's what, what you're talking yeah. about. The yeah. male, female, yeah, yeah. the male may say, Hey, let's, let's go to dinner. But the, the one caveat, the one, the one instance may be if the woman is routinely the initiator and like setting up the date, you know, saying like, let's like, let's do this. And yeah, I don't think it would be a bad idea. Maybe if they offer, you know, to contribute, but I don't think in, in like the world we're in today, it's a, it's a must. I still think there's um, that, that chivalry, um, that respect. Um, but, but Hey, look also, it also used to be because 
the man had the job or the man made more money. That isn't necessarily the case anymore. Definitely not um, my case. And that might be that might be another instance where, you know, like maybe there goes some a little where a little nicer because um, you know, the woman has uh, you know, the bank account to you know, to be able to cover it. Yeah. So I, I do think it's very circumstantial, but I don't think it's a the woman has to on the third date or she's taking advantage. I, I don't see it that way. See, I I am like you. I take the chivalry approach. I do think that the the man in a male female dating um, situation should always pay for the meal. But I I feel good. This is me. If at least occasionally the woman is like, oh. Let me cover it this time. And then I'll say, no, 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 no. I'll take care of it. At least act, um, ladies. Ladies, at least act like you want to try to pay for the meal. It, it, it makes me, and I think it makes us, feel better. I'll put my name hmm. on it. Hmm. So you go to, you're saying if you go to dinner with your wife or you're talking about friends? No, wife. This is who you have a dating relationship hey, with. Don't you have a bank account that's shared? Who can, what, is, what is it? Who pulls out the credit card? Isn't it all coming from the same place? We Actually, we do not have a shared bank account. Oh, well, then you're in the weird 1%. Well, I know, but it's because my wife is so much better at me than everything. <laughs> there, she's already anticipated. There's no way she's staying with me past 2032. Wait, so this is so a wise wife, move for her. So you don't have access... <laughs> To your wife's funds, you 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 basically no. are roommates. You're roommates. Yeah, it, when it comes to the mortgage things like that, she'll uh, she has access to uh, to my account. She'll take half, whatever. We have a big purchase. We'll do half and half. But uh, yeah, we don't we don't uh, typically outside of that dive into each other's bank accounts. I I think that's where you know that would be the most, the real interesting thing if you polled people. What like how many people have separate accounts? I don't mean hey you may have multiple accounts. I'm saying right. separate, like like I'm not allowed to touch her. She's not allowed to touch mine. Oh no, she's always and then allowed you go to touch to dinner, mine. I mean, account. all you're doing is constantly setting up nah, a battle. Yeah. When you go to dinner, when you buy this, when you're there, right? Don't you think every time you're out, you work quickly at Walgreens? Oh, I'll get it. Mm, okay, I got the last four. Yeah. I mean, you're never. This is never ending. Someone like you with the anger that's invested in you? Oh, this is, this, this is a <laughs> no, bad formula. It's, it's worked to this point. And again, her money's her money. My money's my money. And then when it comes to a big purchase, a big home purchase, or a big family purchase. You let her touch it. We're going to go, and then she can touch it. She can dive in, and then she, uh, it's, it's halves and halves, and uh, half and half, and we're good. I, I, but when you order, you order dinner. Yeah. All right, and it's being delivered, or you're driving through somewhere with the girls, or you're going. Right. Usually, who, I always take who, I like and to take that. why? Why? Because I'm the man. It's it's the least <laughs> I can do. It's the least I can do as the male authority figure and, in the family. And, and then when you and then it, given you're saying that she does so much better than you, then <laughs> you go to her for a loan. <laughs> then I'm, hey, could you spare me twenty bucks? Uh, hey, I'm paying for this. Can you loan me twenty? Yeah. Then uh, I don't have enough money for gas. Could you? Uh, I, could got, you? <laughs> I got this. Don't worry, kids. I got this. Mom, can you loan uh, me twenty? Hey, you got your Mom, Costco can, card? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. God, you must be the amount of Venmoing to each other and PayPaling must be <laughs> hey, rampant. Yeah, yeah, no. In your house. Hey, just, just think about this time of year too. Boy, it is uh those bank accounts are busy. Um but uh but See, what but, you needed to do is consult with me or most of humanity prior to, <laughs> you know, getting married 
to just, you know, kind of lay, lay the groundwork. But, you know, you're done now. Yeah. You're done. Well, unfortunately, that uh, that conferring with you before I got married ship has sailed. And so uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to figure it out as uh, as I go. Now, you know what hasn't sailed yet, and we are on our way towards it, is the Capital One Orange Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium. And, Steve, may you enlighten us on the Capital One Orange Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we said it, the bowls are around the corner with everything that happened on Saturday with, you know, some upsets. Of course, Michigan, who knows how everything is going to, you know, who knows how everything is going to land. I mean, you have, we have no no clue. Maybe we have Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Like, who who the heck knows? But I know we know that it'll be legendary because it always is, and it's Friday, December 30th at Hard Rock Stadium. No matter what, it'll be two of the top teams in the nation in what's always a phenomenal matchup. Get your tickets today at Orange Bowl. Org. I'm, I'm excited for, for bowl season. Yeah, me too, because it's totally wildly uh, unpredictable, and this would be the year that you want the 12-team playoff because we have no idea who actually is the most dominant team or even who the yeah. two or three most dominant teams can, are. Ken, can, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So I saw you were at the Dolphins game yesterday. Yeah, at the Dolphins game yesterday, yeah, yeah. you know, with your family, great, great pictures and, uh, you know, nice result. Yeah. Um, do you... In the back of your head, let's say you know it's it's like you're sitting at the seat at the seat, mm-hmm. and someone's like, oh, "I'm hungry." Do you, in the back of your head, like I'm kind of hungry, but I'm not going to go up because then I'm going to have to pay for this round. I will let my wife go up and pay for oh, this no, round, that would... and she can get the kids' food, and then I'll go like in 20 minutes, be like, "Oh, I'm going to go to the restroom," and then just go get myself something, so I'm not on the hook. No, for no my way. Food. No way. No way. I, I, I honestly never even hesitate with that. Like, I, I, I truly don't wait for my wife to volunteer it. No way. Like that. That's just never. It's never crossed my mind. It hasn't. Like, I, I'm not a scumbag about it because I could be like, oh, uh, uh, sweetheart. I just, I don't have the. I'm getting a little low on cash, but I never do that. Like yesterday, <laughs> I proudly, I wear this as a badge of honor, Steve. Bought a steak. Well, she knows set. you're not. I'm guessing she wear she she manages the books. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Think I would do that? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. And balancing a checkbook could be like a 20-episode YouTube you know, uh, oh, yeah. breakout hit. I mean, I'm lucky I got a B in basic accounting like junior year of high school, and then the checkbook situation comes, and I'd be an absolute mess. Now, my wife did text in. Um, keep in mind, I handle all the groceries, and that's what we eat about 80% of the time. So that's true, oh. too. Since she handles oh. that, then I absolutely should be on the hook for all of the other ancillary purchases, and I'm totally fine with that as, again, okay. The man in the relationship. I What's think, up, baby? I Love you. Much higher, I think much higher. I think much higher of you. Knowing now, knowing you don't, you don't shirk out on your responsibility <laughs> right. to like not buy your kids pretzels. That's right. At, at, the, at the Dolphins. That's right. You want some popcorn? <laughs> Daddy's got it. Dippin' dots. Yeah, that's right. Little dippin' dots. Come on, baby. It's on Papa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Hey, every every relationship has its own dynamic. Yours seems to work beautifully. So kudos to you. Steve, that was very sweet. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk next week again. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Steve Politziner. Ask Steve's the Palm Beach County Hall of Famer and the knower of all things. Steve Politziner here on Ken LaVica Live. When we return, we are going to talk a little bit about Willie Taggart. And again, just want to talk through this because there is a, a, a Stone, I think you would agree, the FAU job in college football now going to the American is certainly 
an attractive job in the grand scheme of things. And if if the USF job is considered attractive, then sure as hell the FAU job is attractive in Boca Raton. There ain't no doubt about that. Come yep. ball in paradise, baby. So we'll talk about Willie Taggart. We'll talk about what led to him being dismissed, and we'll talk about what's next for Florida Atlantic. Plus, we're going to have our dog crap Monday. we got a lot to do, so let's get to a break, shall we? He's still in the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone sent me the photo of his psychopath brother who on Thursday decided he was going to run a marathon. Not a half marathon, not a turkey trot, (laughs) but a marathon. On Sunday, he decided four days prior, and he doesn't run. Nope. Doesn't train. He's a firefighter, so he's all jacked up. But other than that, nothing. And he ran this marathon and finished it in just over four hours. Four hours, five minutes. He asked. And there's a photo of him at like mile 13. Yep. And he's just mugging for the camera, looking all happy. I gotta say, I haven't met your brother. I respect the hell out of this. <laughs> I respect the hell out of what he did. And he's a true, true insane person. Yes. But also deep down. With him making it look as easy and do it as easily as he did, I also low-key hate him. <laughs> like, I'm low-key, actually high-key upset. <laughs> That's a good use of those words. Never heard you drop the low-key, high-key, but you are. Yeah. He, he's just a psychopath, though. You're okay. You're okay. He decided while we were eating Thanksgiving dinner, right, probably putting uh, 2,000 calories in yeah. our bodies. Uh, should but I run it, guys? That's like he how us. he was going to work it off yeah, by yeah. going to run a marathon three yes. days later. With no marathon training at all. Absolutely Takes me not. three months to run a 357 marathon. Took him three days to just oh, get off the couch. <sighs> I am so insecure. He's a, he's a Valpo grad with you, so you guys... Is he really? Yeah, so you guys definitely... All right, there's no Loki hate there. Right, for sure. Go Crusaders. Not anymore. They're not the Crusaders anymore. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, the Crusader got taken away because of the um, religious imagery. It was beginning to get when, when, a bit, a why, how bit late am I? offensive to some. How late am I? Uh, two years. <laughs> oh, well, what They're are the beacons now? The Valpo beacons. Get out of here. Nope. The Valparaiso beacons the Valpo of beacons. light. Yep. Go beaks. Go beaks. <laughs> Go cons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, underdog fantasy underdogfantasy.com I'm looking right now with the underdog fantasy app by the way that deposit or that bank account I should say on underdog fantasy still up over $200 okay don't worry babies Papa's got presents this year <laughs> Steve wonders where I get that money I get an underdog fantasy you're damn right yep. uh, the, the feature game Monday night hoops tonight $5 entry Chance to win $4,500 first prize. And so I'm going to go through and I'm going to take eight different players who play tonight in the NBA. They got the scoring system right there laid out for me on Underdog Fantasy. And if I win first place, $4,500. Bam, right there. Second place, $2,000. Third place, $1,500. You know how long the draft is going to take me for Monday Night Hoops tonight on Underdog Fantasy? Two minutes. Maybe less. Maybe less. If you just plug in, bam. Exactly. Plug and play. That's what I like to do on Underdog Fantasy. And I'm going to do a little pick 'em 
Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, and use the promo code WESTPALM. Double that deposit up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy and underdogfantasy.com. All right, I do want to dig in real quick here to Willie Tagger because it is uh, a, a major local story, and FAU is going to be an extremely attractive college football group of five job going into next year when FAU takes UCF spot in the American Athletic Conference. But uh, Willie Tagger got fired on Saturday after the Owls lost to Western Kentucky 32-31 in overtime, and that kept FAU out of a bowl game, kept them from becoming bowl eligible. Second straight year that the Owls, with a home game, final weekend of the season, with a win, would go to a bowl, and they fall short. They lost to Middle Tennessee State last year at home, and they lost to Western Kentucky this year at home. And about two hours after the game, the university announced a leadership change, and that was it for Willie Taggart. So three years for Willie Taggart uh, coming off of uh, what happened at Florida State. And I think it's pretty – and I don't think that I'm, I'm speaking out of turn here from an FAU standpoint. I mean, it's clear they made the move, but the on-field results were just not there and there was too much talent and I think Stone you can speak to this as someone who follows the college game a lot and follows FAU too much talent on all of these FAU teams including Nikosi Perry the former Miami quarterback as FAU's quarterback for them to finish with five wins every year of Willie Taggart's tenure Yeah, and they've always been good and yeah, I know you deferred to me but you can attest to this they're good at bringing in transfers like guys who are plug and play and guys whether they're from junior college or you know bigger programs that are like wow okay now we got a guy who's filled this role and they've performed but overall hasn't really translated no. into results the first one that comes to my mind is a guy like Jaquan Burton you know one of the explosive receivers they have like Willie was good at, at at snagging those guys who are explosive, who have that. And you talent. played with him at Southern Illinois. I did. So that's and, how you know him. And who can completely flip the script on a game, but the results just for some reason aren't there. So I want to be clear about this. As I relayed with Steve, I don't know the machinations of how everything took place and what discussions were bouncing around the athletic department between AD Brian White. Um, the interim president of the university, the board of trustees. I just don't know that. I don't know when the decision was ultimately made to to terminate Willie Taggart. Um, I just, I go back to when Charlie Partridge was let go. Now the associate head coach at Pitt, uh, he had a pretty good weekend down at Hard Rock Stadium. When he, was, uh, when he was relieved of his duties in 2016 as FAU head coach, Florida Atlantic had made the decision at least a month prior, that that was going to be it for Charlie Partridge. That was a premeditated decision, and that was going to be made regardless. Um, When it comes to Willie Taggart, I just don't know. It would have been really awkward if FAU wins that game over Western Kentucky, goes to a bowl game, and then Coach Taggart still loses his job. But I wonder if FAU was willing to make that move because winning Saturday would have simply, and playing in a bowl game would have masked a lot of the same problems that FAU had the previous two years, which is can't win on the road, can't win close games, can't barely getting bowl eligible or can't get bowl eligible. I, I don't know how Saturday, if Saturday was the determining factor or if the determining factor had already happened. I don't know that. I don't know that for certain. Um, I do know that the university expects more on the field and going to a new conference. I'm not overly surprised that a move was made 
for FAU to enter the American with a new head coach. Now, as far as what FAU is looking for, I have to think that it's probably an offensive mind. Uh, You have to keep in mind that Brian White, the AD, has connections everywhere. His brother is the athletic director at Tennessee. And so maybe there's something there. Dusty May, who is the FAU basketball coach, Brian White hired him uh, off of his brother Mike White's coaching staff at Florida. Mike White, now the head coach at Georgia. I've heard a name, Alex Golish, thrown around, who's the offensive coordinator at Tennessee under Josh Heupel. And again, Brian White's brother, the FAU AD, is the AD at Tennessee who brought in um, Josh Heupel. And then brought in Alex Golish as the OC. So maybe that's a path they go. Um, I just, I, I don't know what path they're going to know go, but I do know this. I've seen some weird dancing on the Willie Taggart coaching grave of Florida State fans on social media. And I don't quite understand that. Like Knowles fans, I get that you think Willie Taggart failed. I understand you think Willie Taggart failed. That was not a good run in Tallahassee. He was left with abject trash that I don't think the university was very forthright with him about when he took the FSU job. But you can dislike Willie. That's fine. He didn't do the job in Tallahassee. He'll be the first one to admit he didn't do the job at Florida State. But then he gets fired at, uh, at Florida Atlantic, and you're going to celebrate on the same weekend that you with a new head coach who you adore who has done a good job, and you beat Florida, and you sweep your in-state rivals for the first time since 2015, you're worried about what Willie Taggart's doing? You're worried about him losing his job at Florida Atlantic? Like, what is that? What, what is that? I don't, I don't quite understand that. It's very petty, it's a- and it's very unbecoming. I think it's a case of <laughs> recency bias, right? So you've been tweeting. It's been a good weekend for you, right? You're getting a lot of interactions on your tweet. feel like your voice matters. Well, you're like, all right, let me just touch on this Willie Taggart topic here that we got at hand because I got some thoughts. So everybody's riding high if you're a fan right now. You don't have to hide. You can do things in broad daylight. So you throw in a few jabs. You tweet some memes. You do it for the old... No, for the old Twitter. I, I, it's I, like putting it, it out there so then other Knowles fans can be like, oh, Willie sucks. Oh, right. Willie sucks. And, and here's, here's the thing for me. And this is, is going to come off as elitist, and I apologize for that. But I, me, have had the opportunity over the last three years to get to know Willie from a very personal standpoint. I don't know him as just Willie Taggart, football coach. Willie Taggart, former Florida State head man. Willie Taggart, former USF boss or former Oregon head coach. I know them as Willie Taggart, the man. And Willie Taggart, the man, is an unbelievably, demonstratively good person. I mean... An impeccably phenomenal person, okay? Has he, like, everybody screwed up at times? For sure. But when you have when you have a school like Auburn looking like it's all in right now on Hugh Freeze, okay? And you want to talk about integrity and you want to talk about what's best for a program, I sure. promise you, Willie Taggart, the man, is ten times the man Hugh Freeze is. Okay, and Hugh Freeze, and Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze, Willie Taggart doesn't hide behind. Oh, but I go to church and I found God and all those things like Hugh Freeze does. And Hugh Freeze got the doors blown off of him by New Mexico State this past farewell weekend Liberty. as well. Farewell, farewell. Liberty, farewell mm-hmm. Liberty, blown out by New Mexico State. 
FIU beat New Mexico State. <laughs> so I just, I will always have Willie Taggart's back because he is a decent person. He is a good, decent person. I don't know what's next for him. I don't know if he'll be a head coach again. I have no idea. I do know that I am wildly disappointed and saddened that it didn't work out for him at Florida Atlantic. It probably had to be done. And Brian White did the job. Said, hey, Willie, sorry, but we need to move in another direction. And I stand behind that because it wasn't good enough on the field. It was not good enough on the field, and FAU standard is higher than that. But what I don't get is the under-the-radar social media celebration over Willie's termination at FAU by Florida State fans. Don't you have anything better to worry about? Like, I don't know, beating Anthony Richardson, beating Billy Napier, beating Florida. I don't know. That's just me. John's in Tallahassee. John's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, John. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Doing all right. Good. Hey, I just want to touch on something. I, I, I agree with you about Willie Taggart being a, a great man. He truly, truly is a great – I've met him several times. He, he, he represented the university well outside of coaching. But when it came to coaching, he wasn't coaching players and he wasn't coaching the coaches. And I also referee, and, and, and we did a, you know, a few of the practices mm-hmm. and stuff. The practices were not run good at all. I mean, it was just really players running around, dancing to music, and, and him hawing. And, and he wanted to be more of a friend instead of a coach. And there's a fine line. And I, I definitely agree with you. Not all Tallahassee people are on Willie Taggart like you're saying. Unfortunately, the social media has it going that way. But, uh, you know, when, when you're paying somebody $17 million on a buyout, yeah, it, it is a little bit harsh. But reality's reality. He's taken the job twice now, failed twice. People are going to get on him, and that's just part of, of being a head coach. I mean, look at Ryan Day right now. He's, he's getting it as well, and he's only lost two at home. So, you know, that's just part of the job. But, but I would never get on to Willie and his family at all because I, I agree with you. He is a great, great human being. But outside of coaching, he's a great OC coordinator. But you know how people are. Some people can go from a coordinator to a head coach, and some people can't, and that includes the pros. You know, you look at Spurrier and some of these other guys, Chip Kelly and some of these other guys, that it didn't, they didn't work out over there. And unfortunately, I think this is the same thing with Willie Taggart. But I do agree with you. Not all Seminole fans are on that social media on Willie Taggart. No, 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 no. I, no, no. I did want to make They're that not. Right. No, 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 no. And, and you're right. And I'm not trying to, to, to paint it with a, a massively broad brush, but it is something I absolutely noticed and appreciate the call, John. But for all of the, oh, not coached well, not coached well. I mean, seemed to coach well at Western Kentucky. Seemed to coach well at USF. Uh, went to Oregon and used that season to catapult himself to Florida State. So something was going right at some point. Now, now, God, this is tough because we wanted to get into the conversation about what Brian Flores, you know, ended up doing to Tua's career. We see what Urban Meyer ended up doing to Trevor Lawrence's career and how Doug Peterson's changing that around. Well, you look at how much success Willie had at Oregon. You look at how much success Mario Cristobal had at Oregon. You look at these quarterbacks, right? It's why I love mediocrity. I know it's funny me saying that, but it is why I love mediocrity. Because there's no such thing as mediocrity. Everybody can thrive. It just has to be the situation. It has to be the right timing. It has to be with the right guys around you. Sometimes it just don't work out. At Oregon, any Florida State fan would have invited this dude in with open arms like they did. Just didn't work out. Now you get to poke fun. Timing matters. 
but you inherit matters. Oh, my goodness. And there was no way that after after Willie Taggart, Mike Norvell wasn't going to get all the time in the world. And he's maximized it. But if year three had gone poorly, too, for Mike Norvell, there's exactly. no doubt there would be a year four. No, they, exactly. Now we're now we're putting our arms around Mike Norvell. You've been right. so awesome and so patient. You've done a good job. No, if you, got, if you guys lost to Miami, if you guys lost to Florida and lost one of these other games in the ACC, you guys, yeah. Mike Norvell would not be there. Like, I promise you, if Jimbo Fisher left after Florida, Florida State won the national championship, and Willie Taggart came in. There'd be no discussion about how the practices were run. Boom, <laughs> boom. Timing absolutely matters. They it was would have, wrong place, wrong time. They would have used all this music and dancing in his favor. That's what he does. Yeah. Good. That's why he's a good players coach. And but, similarly, he followed up Lane Kiffin at FAU, and yeah. it could be another situation of wrong place, wrong time <laughs> for for Willie Taggart. So again. I have nothing but respect for the man, and from an FAU standpoint, and I call all the games and have done so for 15 years at FAU, I, I wish him and his family well. He was nothing but an abject professional who respected everyone in and around that university with the utmost, utmost respect, the best of behavior to everybody. So, Coach Taggart, thank you, and you will be missed at FAU. Still on the Bandwitz Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. You don't have to be in pain. You don't have to have ouchies. You have Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, and they have a team of skilled orthopedic and sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacements, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Did I sound like I was piling on all Florida State fans with the Taggart criticism? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, like, and it's not hard to recognize that it's not you because you're not the one doing it on Twitter. No, no, right? No, I, it's a it's a minority, but a very vocal one that loves to come out when things go badly with Willie. Like, get over it, get over it. Your team's really good now, and you have a really good quarterback now, yeah. and you have a coach who appears to get it. I even to start the show had to eat a whole bunch of bleep because I spent the entire off season. Just trashing the guy. He's boring. <laughs> he obviously yeah. can't do the job. The, the funniest part was Theo at Media Day said, hey, man, the vibes with the Florida State guys, they and were I good. laughed. They I were high. Laughed. Yeah, you did. You said, don't ever bring me that crap again. Meanwhile, and this is why we need a three-hour show. We're going to have to shelve it till tomorrow. Meanwhile, ACC Media Days might have been the highlight of the year for Mario <laughs> Cristobal. That might have been the highlight of the year for the Canes when, in true Canes fashion, the hype was there. Because once the season started, that hype went down like the Hindenburg. I mean, catastrophic. Yeah, we... Corpses, uh, charred corpses laying everywhere. We, we met this morning and we both agreed. I mean, it's been unwatchable the entire season. Season ticket holders for Canes fans, I want to extend I as someone to. who is not even connected <laughs> to the Canes program, I'd like to apologize on their behalf. You wasted your time and wasted your money this season with a team that quit in, like, week four. Yeah, let's go a step further. Think about the boosters. Think about the ones actually pulling out of their pockets to help this program and everything. 
Hey, I don't feel bad it. for them. They are the ones who put out the money to go get them. Sure, sure, sure. We're not, we're not, we're not quite giving up, but we don't feel too good. I'm not saying that Mario's going to fail here, and he <laughs> says we're going to win championships here. But what I will say, those who stay will hoist trophies. This is a miserable start, an unprecedented miserable start for Mario <laughs> Cristobal. Uh. All right, tomorrow we're in uh, Delray at Duffy's Eastone. I'm Ken. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone sent me the photo of his psychopath brother who on Thursday decided he was going to run a marathon. Not a half marathon, not a turkey trot, (laughs) but a marathon. On Sunday, he decided four days prior, and he doesn't run. Nope. Doesn't train. He's a firefighter, so he's all jacked up. But other than that, nothing. And he ran this marathon and finished it in just over four hours. Four hours, five minutes. Yes. And there's a photo of him at like mile 13. Yep. And he's just mugging for the camera, looking all happy. I got to say, I haven't met your brother. I respect the hell out of this. (laughs) I respect the hell out of what he did. And he's a true, true insane person. Yes. But also, deep down... With him making it look as easy and do it as easily as he did, I also low-key hate him. <laughs> like, I'm low-key, actually high-key upset. <laughs> That's a good use of those words. Never heard you drop the low-key, high-key, but you are. Yeah. He, he's just a psychopath, though. You're okay. You're okay. He decided while we were eating Thanksgiving dinner, right, probably putting uh, 2,000 calories in yeah. our bodies. Uh, should but I run it, guys? That's like he how us. he was going to work it off yeah, by yeah. going to run a marathon three <laughs> yes. days later. With no marathon training at all. Absolutely Takes me not. three months to run a 357 marathon. Took him three days to just oh, get off the couch. <sighs> I am so insecure. He's a, he's a Valpo grad with you, so you guys... Is he really? Yeah, so you guys definitely... All right, there's no Loki hate there. Right, for sure. Go Crusaders. Not anymore. They're not the Crusaders anymore. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, the Crusader got taken away because of the um, religious imagery. It was beginning to get when, when, a bit, a why, how bit late am I? offensive to some. How late am I? Uh, two years. <laughs> oh, whoa. What They're are the beacons now? The Valpo beacons. Get out of here. Nope. The Valparaiso beacons the Valpo of beacons. light. Yep. Go beaks. Go beaks. <laughs> Go cons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, underdog fantasy underdogfantasy.com I'm looking right now with the underdog fantasy app by the way that deposit or that bank account I should say on underdog fantasy still up over $200 okay don't worry babies Papa's got presents this year <laughs> Steve wonders where I get that money I get an underdog fantasy you're damn right yep. uh, the the feature game Monday night hoops tonight $5 entry Chance to win $4,500 first prize. And so I'm going to go through and I'm going to take eight different players who play tonight in the NBA. They got the scoring system right there laid out for me on Underdog Fantasy. And if I win first place, $4,500. Bam, right there. Second place, $2,000. Third place, $1,500. You know how long the draft is going to take me for Monday Night Hoops tonight on Underdog Fantasy? Two minutes. Maybe less. Maybe less. If you just plug in, bam. Exactly. Plug and play. 
It's what I like to do on Underdog Fantasy, and I'm going to do a little pick em. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, and use the promo code West Palm. Double that deposit up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy and underdogfantasy.com. All right, I do want to dig in real quick here to Willie Tagger because it is uh, a, a major local story, and FAU is going to be an extremely attractive college football group of five job going into next year when FAU takes UCF spot in the American Athletic Conference. But uh, Willie Tagger got fired on Saturday after the Owls lost to Western Kentucky 32-31 in overtime, and that kept FAU out of a bowl game, kept them from becoming bowl eligible. Second straight year that the Owls, with a home game, final weekend of the season, with a win, would go to a bowl and they fall short. They lost to Middle Tennessee State last year at home, and they lost to Western Kentucky this year at home. And about two hours after the game, the university announced a leadership change, and that was it for Willie Taggart. So three years for Willie Taggart uh, coming off of uh, what happened at Florida State. And I think it's pretty, and I don't think that I'm, I'm speaking out of turn here from an FAU standpoint. I mean, it's clear they made the move, but the on-field results were just not there and there was too much talent and I think Stone you can speak to this as someone who follows the college game a lot and follows FAU too much talent on all of these FAU teams including Nicosi Perry the former Miami quarterback as FAU's quarterback for them to finish with five wins every year of Willie Taggart's tenure Yeah, and they've always been good and I know you deferred to me but you can attest to this they're good at bringing in transfers like guys who are plug and play and guys whether they're from junior college or you know bigger programs that are like wow okay now we got a guy who's filled this role and they've performed but overall hasn't really translated into results the first one that comes to my mind is a guy like Jaquan Burton you know one of the explosive receivers they have like Willie was good at, at at snagging those guys who are explosive, who have that And you talent. played with him at Southern Illinois. I did. So that's and, how you know him. And who can completely flip the script on a game, but the results just for some reason aren't there. So I want to be clear about this. As I relayed with Steve, I don't know the machinations of how everything took place and what discussions were bouncing around the athletic department between A.D. Brian White um, the interim president of the university, the board of trustees. I just don't know that. I don't know when the decision was ultimately made to, to terminate Willie Taggart. Um, I just, I go back to when Charlie Partridge was let go. Now the associate head coach at Pitt, uh, he had a pretty good weekend down at Hard Rock Stadium. When he, was, uh, when he was relieved of his duties in 2016 as FAU head coach, Florida Atlantic had made the decision at least a month prior, that that was going to be it for Charlie Partridge. That was a premeditated decision, yep. and that was going to be made regardless. Um, when it comes to Willie Taggart, I just don't know. It would have been really awkward if FAU wins that game over Western Kentucky, goes to a bowl game, and then Coach Taggart still loses his job. But I wonder if FAU was willing to make that move because winning Saturday would have simply, and playing in a bowl game would have masked a lot of the same problems that FAU had the previous two years, which is can't win on the road, can't win close games, can't er, barely getting bowl eligible or can't get bowl eligible. I, I, I don't know how Saturday, if Saturday was the determining factor or if the determining factor had already happened. I don't know that. I don't know that for certain. Um, I do know that the university expects more on the field and going to a new conference. I'm not overly surprised that a move was made 
for FAU to enter the American with a new head coach. Now, as far as what FAU is looking for, I have to think that it's probably an offensive mind. Uh, You have to keep in mind that Brian White, the AD, has connections everywhere. His brother is the athletic director at Tennessee. And so maybe there's something there. Dusty May, who is the FAU basketball coach, Brian White hired him uh, off of his brother Mike White's coaching staff at Florida. Mike White, now the head coach at Georgia. I've heard a name, Alex Golish, thrown around, who's the offensive coordinator at Tennessee under Josh Heupel. And again, Brian White's brother, the FAU AD, is the AD at Tennessee who brought in um, Josh Heupel. And then brought in Alex Golish as the OC. So maybe that's a path they go. Um, I just, I, I don't know what path they're going to know go, but I do know this. I've seen some weird dancing on the Willie Taggart coaching grave of Florida State fans on social media, and I don't quite understand that. Like Knowles fans, I get that you think Willie Taggart failed. I understand you think Willie Taggart failed. That was not a good run in Tallahassee. He was left with abject trash that I don't think the university was very forthright with him about when he took the FSU job. But you can dislike Willie. That's fine. He didn't do the job in Tallahassee. He'll be the first one to admit he didn't do the job at Florida State. But then he gets fired at, uh, at Florida Atlantic, and you're going to celebrate on the same weekend that you with a new head coach who you adore who has done a good job, and you beat Florida, and you sweep your in-state rivals for the first time since 2015, you're worried about what Willie Taggart's doing? You're worried about him losing his job at Florida Atlantic? Like, what is that? What, what is that? I don't, I don't quite understand that. It's very I petty, it's a- and it's very unbecoming. I think it's a case of <laughs> recency bias, right? So you've been tweeting. It's been a good weekend for you, right? You're getting a lot of interactions on your tweet. feel like your voice matters. Well, you're like, all right, let me just touch on this Willie Taggart topic here that we got at hand because I got some thoughts. So everybody's riding high if you're a fan right now. You don't have to hide. You can do things in broad daylight. So you throw in a few jabs. You tweet some memes. You do it for the old... No, for it's, the old Twitter. I, I, it's I, like putting it, it out there so then other Knowles fans can be like, oh, Willie sucks. Oh, right. Willie sucks. And, and here's, here's the thing for me. And this is, is going to come off as elitist, and I apologize for that. But I, me, have had the opportunity over the last three years to get to know Willie from a very personal standpoint. I don't know him as just Willie Taggart, football coach. Willie Taggart, former Florida State head man. Willie Taggart, former USF boss or former Oregon head coach. I know them as Willie Taggart, the man. And Willie Taggart, the man, is an unbelievably, demonstratively good person. I mean... An impeccably phenomenal person, okay? Has he, like, everybody screwed up at times? For sure. But when you have when you have a school like Auburn looking like it's all in right now on Hugh Freeze, okay? And you want to talk about integrity and you want to talk about what's best for a program, I sure. promise you, Willie Taggart, the man, is ten times the man Hugh Freeze is. Okay, and Hugh Freeze, and Hugh got- Freeze Hugh Fre- Willie Taggart doesn't hide behind. Oh, but I go to church and I found God and all those things like Hugh Freeze does. And Hugh Freeze got the doors blown off him by New Mexico State this past farewell weekend Liberty. as well. Farewell, farewell. Liberty. Farewell mm-hmm. Liberty. Blown out by New Mexico State. 
FIU beat New Mexico State. <laughs> so I just, I will always have Willie Taggart's back because he is a decent person. He is a good, decent person. I don't know what's next for him. I don't know if he'll be a head coach again. I have no idea. I do know that I am wildly disappointed and saddened that it didn't work out for him at Florida Atlantic. It probably had to be done. And Brian White did the job. Said, hey, Willie, sorry, but we need to move in another direction. And I stand behind that because it wasn't good enough on the field. It was not good enough on the field, and FAU standard is higher than that. But what I don't get is the under-the-radar social media celebration over Willie's termination at FAU by Florida State fans. Don't you have anything better to worry about? Like, I don't know, beating Anthony Richardson, beating Billy Napier, beating Florida. I don't know. That's just me. John's in Tallahassee. John's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, John. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Doing all right. Good. Hey, I just want to touch on something. I, I, I agree with you about Willie Taggart being a, a great man. He truly, truly is a great – I've met him several times. He, he, he represented the university well outside of coaching. But when it came to coaching, he wasn't coaching players and he wasn't coaching the coaches. And I also referee, and, and, and we did a, you know, a few of the practices mm-hmm. and stuff. The practices were not run good at all. I mean, it was just really players running around, dancing to music and, and hem-hawing. And, and he wanted to be more of a friend instead of a coach. And there's a fine line, and I, I definitely agree with you. Not all Tallahassee people are on Willie Taggart like you're saying. Unfortunately, the social media has it going that way. But, uh, you know, when, when you're paying somebody $17 million on a buyout, yeah, it, it is a little bit harsh, but reality's reality. He's taken the job twice now, failed twice. People are going to get on him, and that's just part of, of being a head coach. I mean, look at Ryan Day right now. He's – He's getting it as well, and he's only lost two at home. So, you know, that's just part of the job. But, but I would never get on to Willie and his family at all because I, I agree with you. He is a great, great human being. But outside of coaching, he's a great OC coordinator. But you know how people are. Some people can go from a coordinator to a head coach, and some people can't, and that includes the pros. You know, you look at Spurrier and some of these other guys, Chip Kelly and some of these other guys, that it didn't, they didn't work out over there. And unfortunately, I think this is the same thing with Willie Tiger. But I do agree with you. Not all Seminole fans are on that social media on Willie Tiger. No, 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 no. I did want to make They're that not. Clear. No, 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 no. And, and you're right. And I'm not trying to, to, to paint it with a, a massively broad brush, but it is something I absolutely noticed and appreciate the call, John. But for all of, oh, not coached well, not coached well. I mean, seemed to coach well at Western Kentucky. Seemed to coach well at USF. Uh, went to Oregon and used that season to catapult himself to Florida State. So something was going right at some point. Now, now, God, this is tough because we wanted to get into the conversation about what Brian Flores, you know, ended up doing to Tua's career. We see what Urban Meyer ended up doing to Trevor Lawrence's career and how Doug Peterson's changing that around. Well, you look how how much success Willie had at Oregon. You look at how much success Mario Cristobal had at Oregon. You look at these quarterbacks, right? It's why I love mediocrity. I know it's funny me saying that, but it is why I love media because there's no such thing as mediocrity. Everybody can thrive. It just has to be the situation. It has to be the right timing. Yeah. It has to be with the right guys around you. Sometimes it just don't work out. Right. At Oregon, any Florida State fan would have invited this dude in with open arms like right. they did. Just didn't work out. Now you get to poke. Fun. Timing matters. 
but you inherit matters. Oh, my goodness. And there was no way that after after Willie Taggart, Mike Norvell wasn't going to get all the time in the world. And he's maximized it. But if year three had gone poorly, too, for Mike Norvell, there's exactly. no doubt there would be a year four. No, they, exactly. Now we're, now we're putting our arms around Mike Norvell. You've been right. so awesome and so patient. You've done a good job. No. If you got if you guys lost to Miami, if you guys lost to Florida and lost one of these other games in the ACC, you guys, yeah. Mike Norvell would not be there. Like, I season. promise you, if Jimbo Fisher left after Florida State won the national championship and Willie Taggart came in, there'd be no discussion about how the practices were run. Boom. Like, Boom. Timing absolutely matters. They it was the wrong place, wrong time. They would have used all this music and dancing in his favor. That's what he does yeah. good. That's why he's a good players coach. And but, similarly, he followed up Lane Kiffin. At FAU, and yeah. it could be another situation of wrong place, wrong time for, for Willie Taggart. So, again, I have nothing but respect for the man, and from an FAU standpoint, and I call all the games and have done so for 15 years at FAU, I, I wish him and his family well. He was nothing but an abject professional who respected everyone in and around that university with the utmost, utmost respect, the best of behavior to everybody. So, Coach Taggart, thank you. And you will be missed at FAU. Still on the Bandwidth Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. You don't have to be in pain. You don't have to have ouchies. You have Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, and they have a team of skilled orthopedic and sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle Joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. I have offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. Did I sound like I was piling on all Florida State fans with the Taggart criticism? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, like, it, And it's not hard to recognize that it's not you because you're not the one doing it on Twitter. No. No. Right. No, I, it's a... It's a minority, but a very vocal one that loves to come out when things go badly with Willie. Like, get over it. Get over it. Your team's really good now, and you have a really good quarterback now, and you have a coach who appears to get it. I even, to start the show, had to eat a whole bunch of bleep because I spent the entire offseason just trashing the guy. (laughs) He's boring. He obviously yeah. can't do the job. The, the funniest part was Theo at Media Day said, hey, man, the vibes with the Florida State guys, they and were I good. laughed. They I were really high. Laughed. Yeah, you did. You said, don't ever bring me that crap again. Meanwhile, and this is why we need a three-hour show. We're going to have to shelve it till tomorrow. Meanwhile, ACC Media Days might have been the highlight of the year for Mario Cristobal. <laughs> that might have been the highlight of the year for the Canes when, in true Canes fashion, the hype was there. Because once the season started, that hype went down like the Hindenburg. I mean, catastrophic. Yeah, we... Corpses, uh, charred corpses laying everywhere. We, we met this morning, and we both agreed. I mean, it's been unwatchable the entire season. Season ticket holders for Canes fans, I want to extend. I as someone to. who is not even connected <laughs> to the Canes program, I'd like to apologize on their behalf. You wasted your time and wasted your money this season with a team that quit in, like, week four. Yeah, let's go a step further. Think about the boosters. Think about the ones actually pulling out of their pockets to help this program and everything. 
Hey, I don't feel bad it. for them. They are the ones who put out the money to go get them. Sure, sure, sure. We're not, we're not, we're not quite giving up, but we don't feel too good. I'm not saying that Mario's going to fail here, and he says <laughs> we're going to win championships here. But what I will say, those who stay will hoist trophies. This is a miserable start, an unprecedented miserable start for Mario <laughs> Cristobal. Oh. All right, tomorrow we're in uh, Delray at Duffy's Eastone. I'm Ken. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. You don't have to be in pain. You don't have to have ouchies. You have Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, and they have a team of skilled orthopedic and sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. I have offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. Did I sound like I was piling on all Florida State fans with the Taggart criticism? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, like, it, And it's not hard to recognize that it's not you because you're not the one doing it on Twitter. No. No. Right. No, I, it's a it's a minority, but a very vocal one that loves to come out when things go badly with Willie. Like, get over it. Get over it. Your team's really good now, and you have a really good quarterback now, yeah. and you have a coach who appears to get it. I even... To start the show, had to eat a whole bunch of bleep because I spent the entire offseason just trashing the guy. <laughs> He's boring. He obviously yeah. can't do the job. The, the funniest part was Theo at Media Day said, hey, man, the vibes with the Florida State guys, they and were I good. laughed. They I were really high. Laughed. Yeah, you did. You said, don't ever bring me that crap again. Meanwhile, and this is why we need a three-hour show. We're going to have to shelve it till tomorrow. Meanwhile, ACC Media Days might have been the highlight of the year for Mario Cristobal. <laughs> That might have been the highlight of the year for the Canes when, in true Canes fashion, the hype was there. Because once the season started, that hype went down like the Hindenburg. I mean, catastrophic. Yeah, we... Corpses, uh, charred corpses laying everywhere. We, we met this morning and we both agreed. I mean, it's been unwatchable the entire season. Season ticket holders for Canes fans... I want to extend, as someone who is not even connected to the Canes program, I'd like to apologize on their behalf. You wasted your time and wasted your money this season with a team that quit in, like, week four. Yeah, let's go a step further. Think about the boosters. Think about the ones actually pulling out of their pockets to help this program and everything. Hey, I don't feel bad for them. They are the ones who put out the money to go get them. Sure, sure. Sure, we're not, we're not, we're not quite giving up, but we don't feel too good. I'm not saying that Mario's going to fail here, and he <laughs> says we're going to win championships here. But what I will say, those who stay will hoist trophies. This is a miserable start, an unprecedented miserable start for Mario <laughs> Cristobal. Oh. All right, tomorrow we're in uh, Delray at Duffy's Eastone. I'm Ken.